0: Hello Hello Hope I'm not disturbing you But uh I saw you from across the party and uh, I don't usually do this but I felt compelled to tell you something
1: Dame mas
0: <laughs> You have An absolutely
2: breathtaking Heine I mean that thing is good I want to be friends with it
0: Netflix and uh, <laughs> I certainly know how to compliment a woman. Well, if you'll excuse me. Do you know who I am? No, I I can't say that I do.
2: I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me.
0: I'm very happy for you.
2: Listen, can can I start over again? Sure. I want to say something to put it out there if you like it you can take it if you don't send it right back i want to be on you wait 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 i i want
1: to be on you i'm getting goosebumps but why is watermelon what it's like ow No way! I can't believe this!
2: There's probably been more scholarly folks or Shakespearean thespians who might have sequenced it into a better word structure. But the point is, as far as part two is concerned today, A Halloween Havoc, the miniseries brought to you by not just Who This, but something spectacular, the podcast. I thought... I told you that we won't stop. That's right. I'm quoting Sean Puffy Combs. Because just like that, that same energy and that same phrasing and wording, I thought I told you that we won't stop. Not today, not tomorrow, and definitely not at part two. Because we got more coming up for you. Because right now, tis the season to fear for your life, your ass, all that. Because not only do you got in theaters all the obligatory scary horror movies that don't really do nothing much but scare you and at least what 16 17 dollars per ticket right out of your wallet then you realize you could have spent that on like a really good lunch at chipotle and have maybe a dollar left over for like a can of soda oh yeah they don't sell cans of regular soda right they sell that seltzer watered citrus flavored bullshit whatever they try to tag along with they're already like $15 $15 burrito just because you got a little bit of guac on it. And, that, and that's how they get you. You know that, That's a scary thing too, growing up at a, as an adult. And it's not about being cheap or economical or anything of that sorts. But it's more about the fact that you can load up that motherfucker nice and fat and tight with everything they got to offer right there. But as soon as you want to delve into the guac, it's about what, $4 extra on top of that. So then all of a sudden you got a $18 burrito And then, you know, you got a 20, you break even, maybe you want some chips with some more guac, and then that turns into $37, which I'm not going to complain too much about. Chipotle is good. I fucks with it. I always do my, uh, what was it, the steak with uh, white rice and uh, no beans. It's a burrito. It it can't be a burrito without beans. I, I get it, but beans make you toot. And... I shit enough already throughout the day. You no, know, at least two times now because of the added workload and the stress and agita I get from that. So beans on top of that would just keep me in the bathroom as a part-time job. I'm not really trying to shift my whole daily schedule around like that. So no beans for me. I put on the cheese. I put on the hot sauce, which isn't hot at all. They just say it is, but it's, it's nothing. And believe me, even if you don't like hot sauce or can't tolerate it, the sauce is not hot. Just like a man's ain't hot. The sauce is not hot. The guac is heavy and pretty good. I don't know what they put into it per se. Maybe like the typical recipe you make for guacamole, but it is a little spicy. Not not spicy. It's got like a little tangy, a little kick to it. I like it. But for four dollars, and on top of that, when you buy the chips, which is like one fifty, and then you get guac on the side, which is like three fifty more. It's like $5 for a bag of chips, which is one fourth the size of the bag, a really nice looking folded up bag at the top, but then you realize you're getting gypped and it's bad, but you fuck with Chipotle like that, that's on you. I'm not going to blame you for it because I like to indulge once in a while. Yeah, maybe I should get a steak, a burrito bowl or salad or the tacos, whatever, but that's what I like. I like the burrito. I like it jam-packed and stuffed, nice and fat, and I like to see especially, uh, this is at least the pleasure I get out of it. I always like it when it's a nice, frail female putting it together as in, you know, short, skinny, like the burrito she just made for me is like bigger than the whole forearm is, and she's struggling to like put it together flap by flap, you know, seal it at the top, like kind of mush it in to get into the tin foil. And she's still struggling and then she has to like put the fat tip marker on top of the market like, you know, with guac and steak and all that. And she still can't like write too hard on it because it'll just like poop out of the rapid. <laughs> I was get a kick out of that for some reason just because they struggle with it. I mean, most of the people that are hiring at Chipotle, no offense. I don't know the one nearby you if they're any better, but at least the ones here in Queens by Queens Center Mall. Not the one in the mall, actually. the one. Uh, at Rego Center, where Century 21 is, and Costco is, and all that, they're miserable. They hate being there. And I mean, I don't know if they're getting the minimum $15, as per New York State law says, but if they are, then I don't see why they're complaining. Especially as young as they are, their main concern is getting the Apple Watch to match the AirPods to match the phone that came out like six months ago when there was just a new phone last year, so... If that's their worry about looking, you know, fly, whatever the term is nowadays, I guess they could be stuck at Chipotle long enough then. And if they got no bills beyond the phone bill and their daily expenses and their fly attire bill, whatever, then bless them. But if they got actual bills and they're like putting them aside just for the sake of appearances, that mattering more than just being an actual functioning, contributing an adult to society. Then, okay, I can't really step in and judge on that either. But Chipotle, I think we talked about them enough. You know, unless they want to sponsor, then, you know, get the fuck out of here. All right. So, something spectacular. Bringing you the miniseries, Halloween Havoc. In time of, the season of, what you fear most. What you might be terrified of most. Now, it's not necessarily, you know, ghosts spiders, witches, or anything of that sort that we're really going to delve into because, you know, that that's the stereotypical scary stuff they put out there in Walmart and CBS and all that to try to get you to get high off of candy real quick and then go back when that wears off and then get some more and whatever. You know, I'm guilty. I like a nice, sweet thing in my mouth, you know, suckle on and really take in all the flavor. And enjoy and repeat as often as I can. At least in the form of, you know, chocolate on top of nuts. Pause. With some caramel in there in the mix, if there must be. And if there is, hopefully. And maybe some cookie or something like that. I don't know. I'm talking about Twix, literally. But Twix doesn't have uh, nuts. It's just a cookie whatever thing. And that's another thing. That whole Twix campaign with the left versus right you know, right, first, left, whatever. It's not witty. It's not funny. It's annoying more than anything. We get it. It's having to pick one or the other. It's ironic because they look the same anyways. And, you know, it's like asking somebody, hey, do you scratch with your left or your right hand? You know, it's like somebody being so um, ADD riddled. They do, oh, I-, I scratch my nuts with my left because I already scratch my ass with my right. And I don't switch around because then I get confused. And then I got to wash my hands and do it all over again, too. It makes no sense. It doesn't matter anyway, too, because either or, it's a handoff. But back to the point at hand. end. Right now, something spectacular hosted by me. Who this? Scary enough, right? Based just off how I sound. I know. I get it. I've had this voice kick in since I was about 11 years old, I'd say. Maybe 10, whenever the voice starts crackling like that. You know, being able to mix like this, you know, kind of like that. But now it's settled in. It's been a while, too. You know, genetics, if we look back, my voice is deeper than my father. My mom's voice wasn't necessarily feminine, but she wasn't, you know, like, transitioning or nothing of that sort as far as her vocal cords are concerned. She just never sounded super feminine. but she never sounded like a Lifelong smoker either. Just kind of in between. So I guess I was naturally inclined to sound like I sound now. Which I don't mind it. People compliment me. They point it out. Most of the times, if not all the time, it's an icebreaker. It's like a conversation starter. The only thing I pray for and one of the things I put out there to the universe right now on a daily, if anything. Hence, Halloween Havoc. Is that if and when. I have a daughter or daughters. I don't mind. I don't care. Boy, girl, girl, boy. Don't matter to me. I don't really have a preference in that case. As long as they're strong and healthy and smart. They don't take after me in the smarts department. (laughs) But if I have a daughter, I just pray and hope she don't come out sounding like me. Maybe she can take after me in the looks. I've been told. I'm going off what I've been told. Funny enough, that kind of links to today's theme. I've been told I'm not that bad looking. Once in a while, I've been told I'm kind of easy on the eyes. You know, maybe they still got crust from that same morning when they looked at me, but I just pray if I have a girl, she don't sound like Daddy. If she looks like him, fine. If she sounds like him, I'm going to get that question every day. I didn't know your child was undecided as far as genders concerned. Excuse me? Well yeah, she sounds like well she looks plays, acts, everything just like a little girl, but she sounds like a like the macho man or something. It's like Sir, madam, that's really offensive and oppressing. I'm her father. And I emphasize to her because she is a girl. She just happens to take after me. It's not my fault. Blame my genetics. It's a whole of things there too. And I know people out there are more mixed. And convoluted than I am genetically, but you know, there, there's a whole mishmash, pish posh, whatever it's called, genetically there too, that I didn't know of from my mother's side of all things. You know, she got around apparently, well, excuse me, not her, her parents and her more specifically grandparents. So it just trickled down. It, it made a lot of sense after the fact. But once I started. Kind of delving a little bit into my genetical background, 23 and me and such. I haven't done any of that, but when I started doing some research, I got scared. I decided just to leave that alone. I don't care that much about it, just it made more sense once I found out about it. So yeah, I left that alone. But to start things off properly, what I want to do and what I promise to do and finally get into it. I got to give a big shout out to someone I met uh, digitally or I guess that'd be the term. We we know each other through Instagram. The producer put me on to his artist, his person he works with. Basically, what I'm saying is what I hope to do from now on regularly on each episode is be able to give you a brand new artist, of a brand new song they've done to introduce you to them, put them on. There's no such thing as payola in this household or in the studio. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I'm not going to say no to payola, w- whatever they want to offer. I mean, I'm saying cash advance, you know, thank God this cash app now and whatever you use, Venmo and all that too. I'll I'll take it, but then the thing is if I listen to it and I don't like it, If they got a refund or return policy, I'll do it because if I don't like it, I'm not going to co-sign it. Just like eventually when I get sponsors, I'm not going to sponsor something or spend my time, waste my breath on something I don't use myself and I wouldn't use myself and put it out there. You know, I guess, uh, put it out there to whoever you know. If you know any artists, producers, in in any realm. It doesn't have to be just hip-hop. I love R&B. I love Spanish. I love this, that, the other. Throw me some rock. Throw me some pop. Throw me some country. As long as it's good, I'll fuck with it. I'll play it. Why not? Give it the love and endorsement that it needs. I don't know if they're going to be too proud of having their song played during this episode in particular because of the theme. Of which we're going to get into later after the song's done. But, fuck it, it's going out there. Shoutouts! First off, goes to um, Orlando Bebson at Orlando E Bebson B is and boy E V is and Victor S O N at the end. I had to read that back a couple times to make sure I got it right because I thought it was uh, Benson, like I guess the Butler from that old sitcom. It's Bebson. So Orlando E Bebson on Instagram. He's a producer. Definitely co-sign. If I didn't co-sign, I wouldn't bother mentioning or asking him for whatever he's got out there to promote or to play right now like I'm about to. We go over to the artist in question, Enonymous, which I should have asked beforehand to make sure I'm getting it right, and hopefully I am. So instead of anonymous, Enonymous with an E at the beginning. He's on Instagram at Enonymous Raps. However you spell anonymous, just switch it to a E at the front. Again, hopefully I'm saying it right. If I'm not, feel free to correct me. Check me however you want. But I fuck with it heavy. If I didn't, I wouldn't put it out there for you. I'm not a whore like that. I told you. I would take payola, but I don't know if you could afford me first off to make me like something I didn't like. I like it, so I does it for free. Had they offered money, I would have considered it. But right now, it's too late for that. That's my dumb ass talking out loud. But for right now, check it out anonymous lazarus theme song catch it on soundcloud soundcloud soundcloud.com backslash eno raps eno raps keep your ass tuned in something spectacular who this lazarus theme song
1: perpetually portrayed through the times square neon they never show the soul of ghetto blocks we be on the hustle for the dough however you get your green on get your seven or three on or give them what they fiend on rats getting degreed on leaving scraps to feed on sleeping on the corner where people spit and peed on there's rivers of the tears from women who got beat on by kids making kids can't find pops because he gone no shoulder to lean on we grow cold like freon but you could feel us breathing even after we gone, gone
0: this is lazarus theme song i'm gone but i promise you that i won't be long this is Lazarus' theme song I'm feeling all right I just needed a reason you let me hit these couple L's But
1: I don't mean cheap, strong Lyrically lifting life This is Lazarus' theme song Record that hits a needle Real people caffeine on. music you dig for years Like you burying King Kong Seeing this generation He following us being honest I got that promise Astonishing Nostradamus My diction level is college With knowledge rebel to fiction With conviction like a Martin And Lex Luthor collision The leader of the Legion of Doom These rap beavers I'm ending them with a pen My venomous ink feeder It's something like a heater Running duck when you see her Or be her sitting duck Press your luck and I squeeze her Hip-hop said they killing me Taking me to the reaper So I got to believe her When she said I was a keeper You looking like a creeper She told me I should leave ya obsolete like beepers Pray that I never meet
0: ya This is Lazarus theme song I'm gone but I promise you That I won't be long This is Lazarus theme song I'm feeling alright I just needed a respawn This is Lazarus theme song I'm gone but I promise you That I won't be long this is Lazarus' theme song. I'm feeling all right. I just needed a response. on top
1: of it all like a ball at tip-off. Lift off like I'm what you see when you flip off. Give God every breath till I drop dead like bread. The rhythm sparks my tongue with flavor like big red. Forever i murder, murder. You heard of me with a burner. The producer brought the heat and I flipped it like it's a burger. Yeah. Like it's nothing like a glutton. Feed me and i am a to Then them. I eat a bee quicker than a starving vegetarian. Put them to sleep, dog, like a veterinarian. Flowing through the fog. Come aboard the hooded ferryman's vessel. I'm built to wrestle. So with current currents of curses we drown in the man is surfing so put working at surface dig apple serve the serpent I'm adamant with the verses so even while my city be seeing what the worst is believe I'm gonna be certain for me it ain't curtains as long as I win those skirmishes with the purpose of pitting me versus versions of meaning and life searches too many people working for purchases that be worthless uh-huh. it ain't perfect the ghetto forever hurting and it always stay the same because babies is still birthing and paper ain't for learning we earn it just to burn it while we living by the code yeah. of only death is certain alone is one for all all together we never fall. I call upon the rebels with soul and with a
0: cause. This is Lazarus theme song. I'm gone, but I promise you that I won't be long. This is Lazarus theme song. I'm feeling all right. I just needed a respawn. This is Lazarus theme song. I'm gone, but I promise you that I won't be long. This is Lazarus theme song. I'm feeling all right. I just needed a respawn.
2: And again, that was Lazarus theme song from anonymous again anonymous with the e in front instead of the a on soundcloud soundcloud.com backslash eno raps eno raps of course again one more time from anonymous anonymous excuse me i hope i'm getting that right you know feel free again to come correct me if you must this was passed along to me from orlando e bebson on instagram he told me to if you could bro play that you know, whatever you got to do with it. And I said, absolutely. I wanted to be fair, give it a listen, and a bunch of listens afterwards. Of course, I was sold. And again, not on that payola tip. There's no money or transactioning that you can track down at least involved besides DMing each other, pause, potentially. Myself in Orlando, you know, he put me on again. And, you know, hey, end result is this Lazarus theme song, anonymous, of course. Project, EP, performance, whatever. I'm there. I'm a fan already. And also, feel free to check out at Orlando E. Bevson on Instagram, too. Producer, he's got nothing but beats. Hit him up if you need something. He's got something for you, most likely. Hey, Orlando, check him out. He's got a lot of shit right there. That Lazarus theme song, I like it, too. I like the beat switch up uh, leading into the last verse of the song. Anonymous just flowed over it with... Little to no effort, just spitting bar at the bar, giving you what you didn't even know you needed, but more on the knowledge end, more on the woke, aware tip and everything. Really liking that one, though. It was cool. It was like a pleasant surprise to actually sit back and listen to and enjoy like that. I'd love to set something up so we can tap into the mind of a producer on the come-up, of course, because I see big things coming from you. You put things up regularly on Instagram too to check out and for people to take part in as I am actively. So please feel free. Anonymous too. Same goes for you. You feel like coming through, you got something to promote, you got more to give us and more to put on display, please bless us. Bless me with that. I need some of that in my life. As I said on the last episode, and I'll clarify and stand by firmly, I'm not musically talented. I know this. I acknowledge that. I'm not embarrassed by it, but I don't think I would have been able to get into anything as as far as vocals go because of this voice. You don't want to hear this thing crooning and singing in your ear. God forbid I get so romantic one day and I'm singing to the eggs like, I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want me to. I'll save you the despair of like a dying moose. What I sound like, in other words, when I start singing or getting into my vocal R&B bag. I'll leave it at that. So, Orlando, I won't be hitting you up to come up with a brand new single like that for me. Or just maybe some instrumental beds and whatnot. We'll we'll leave it there just to save and spare everybody's ears. It's enough to hear me talk. Now, the horrors of what you might fear most. Listen, if you got things things you fear or you're scared of during this time of year, Halloween, which I don't know if it has any real significant meaning to it as far as like Halloween being one of those like hallmark holidays, costumes, decorating the house, treats for the kids and the overgrown kids, and then... You know, the stock, I guess this year, this time of year will be a good time to invest in toilet paper because they still do that supposedly a lot, like TP in houses. And a good time to invest in eggs, or if you got a farm and you're like the only farm in your neighborhood, you know, they, they hit you up for eggs if they're not, you know, creeping into your farm and stealing them out of your hen house in the middle of the night to like egg some doors and all that. Thank God I live in a building. I don't got to deal with any of that. And the good thing is, where I'm at in my building, I'm at the back end. So there's no risk or chance of my doors getting egged or TPing on my, I guess, balcony in the back or anywhere where I live, at least. At least my apartment. So thank God. Oh, you know what? It's a relief. I don't even got to deal with trick-or-treaters. Maybe in the building. No, actually, I don't think there are kids in the building. No, I'm lying. There is a family of, I hate to put it this way, been funny enough. Speaking of Dominicans later on, there's a Dominican family that moved in next door. Now, usually, I don't mind. I don't care what color, race, creed, gender you are. Everybody's annoying at some point. But the, I'm talking about this family. I hope this kid isn't trick or treating because she's annoying as fuck already. This kid's crying. This kid's bitching all day, as far as what I hear. I don't get back home till nighttime. But even at night, all day, bawling, crying, whining, all this shit. The mom and the dad, and I guess the more family members that live with them too, they all hate each other. They're screaming, they're yelling. Desgraciado, hija de puta. pendeja, sucia. And I hope none of this is directed at the kid, but they're going at it all day as far as what I understood from another neighbor that lives not even that close, but they can hear them all day. So that's a horror right there too. I hope they don't have that kid trick-or-treating in the building because quite honestly, I'm not opening my door for nobody to rings a bell. I don't answer no bells getting rung here at all Mm-mm, unless I know I got a delivery coming unless I know something's coming through. I don't answer that door, so don't bother. Just like if I don't know your number on my phone, I'm not answering. There's voicemail for that, even though there's this whole stigma of leaving voicemail anymore, which I used to do a lot of, and I never had no shame in. Fuck you, Edward. Leave a voicemail. Where's the harm in that being done? But still. Okay, so trick-or-treating, I don't got to worry about that shit. What I have had to worry about is, for a lot of men... Maybe not all men, some men act like they don't got to worry about it or they don't got to work for it or it's not even that big a worry, Betty has said, right? But, mm, let me tell you something. There is horror. Females got ghosts of dick past they got to live with, as in men they've let fuck that they regret afterwards for whatever reason, baby daddies that turn into family court cases or game, some sort of STD or might've just been somebody they got with when they were drunk. And then the guy runs around telling everybody, you know, I slayed that I killed that. That was mine. She wasn't even that good or whatever. Or, you know, like Ray J did to Kanye, I hit it first and had a whole song out, which is embarrassing. Which I mean, you know, it's okay. It was out there. We all saw the sex tape. I was one of, I think, the majority, which was kind of let down by the sex tape because she was like a dead fish, not doing nothing. He was all in there doing everything he could, and she was just like, ah. uh ah. As pleasurable as a valley girl sounds, knowing that her green juice didn't have enough kale put in, like, uh, whatever. It's like, (laughs) but there's that. I mean, I don't know. It's still embarrassing, I think, or maybe not so much a problem, but it's kind of like demeaning. He had his intent with that. Of course, Ray J towards yay, but that's not the point here. The point is here. Just like girls have ghosts of dicks past, guys, us guys, have ghosts of pussy past. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's terrible. Because you know what? Even we got, and I know a lot of us won't admit it, unless we're amongst our cohorts and just, you know, shooting the shit, talking about, oh, she wasn't that good or this, that, whatever. At least I can speak on my end, because... The things we do for pussy sometimes is scary enough. And when we do get the pussy, as in in this case, it was so not worth it. Oh my God, it wasn't worth it. Let me tell you, my ex, remember I just told you about that Dominican family next door? Those gang of idiots that just fucking took over? and ruined the sanctity of my space, which was a fairly quiet building, but now it's all bochinchero, as in their words and their kind of talk. No offense to any Dominicans I do know. I actually love Dominican people up until I met my ex, and then from there, they've been kind of tainted in my eyes, but back to the point at hand. My ex. That's a whole thing in itself. It was a and it wasn't anyone's specific fault, I guess, or I can't say it was mine, at least. Not all mine. I wasn't, I guess, great either. But I was going through depression. I was going through a lot of shit. But um, my ex was Dominican. We were together for five, six years, I think, give or take, approximately. I still recall what was the early, very early on, red flag, That told me, not this one boy, leave this one alone and get away while you still can. On our third date, it wasn't made clear to me, it wasn't brought to my attention until the third date, that this bitch was a religious fanatic. Now I don't mind that, people can practice whatever they want as far as faith goes, I do that on my end. I don't pertain or belong to any particular religion. I just believe in a higher power and I'm spiritual for the most part. That's me though. Again, I don't point fingers or condemn. That's not my job. So I don't disrespect or really endorse any of that stuff either. But I don't appreciate religious flexing on me either or anybody trying to oppress me because I'm not of a certain cult, as I would put it, or religious belief. You're free to believe what you want to believe. That's all on you. But this bitch was one of those, um, I think Dominicans call it uh, charismaticos uh, Christians. Like those really over the top, like three, four, five hour masses on a Sunday, just like flopping, flipping all the place, like, you know, fish out the water in the middle of mass. And, you know, the like, like what you would see from the memes, like, you know, getting smacked up by the pastor or passing out because the demon was inside them. And upon getting smacked up, they're free the devil. Or like the gay, the guy that was gay, he got anointed by the pastor. He got smacked up a couple of times. And all of a sudden, he's not gay. I don't like men no more. And all that. She was one of those. But again, Dominican, so it was all in Spanish. You know, with the SAP, you know, closed captioned in Spanish put on. Just imagine. So on our third date, and listen, I was like, I wasn't desperate for it. But I was like. She got a nice face, she got big bright eyes, and she got these great big titties I'd love to get a handful of or you know, just plunge my face deep into. I'm guilty, I'm sorry. But on our third date, I don't know how, I don't remember how, but she convinced me that I should join her for church because she saw in me or in my eyes that I was sort of lost, I was in a certain way as far as my path in life was going so she felt that I want to take you in and make you a part of mine, hopefully, potentially. So why not join me in church? At first, I resisted. I was like, no thanks. I, I don't take into those things. I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's like, oh, you don't believe in God? It's like, I, I do, but in my own way, meaning that I don't go to church because it, it's a whole thing with me. I have a thing against church. But just taking a good look at her, I was convinced enough to like, fine, I'll go. Let's go. Let's do it. So we do. We go. Uh, Red flag was we didn't even go to a church. That's how I got introduced to these sort of places, which I knew of already. But once I saw, once I heard church on the third date, I should have known, okay, ring, 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 ring. Bitch is crazy. Bitch is crazy. But um, I went ahead with it. When we got there and I saw the place which was quote unquote church. Another blaring alarm goes off in my head, and I said, fuck, this ain't a church. Now, church can be wherever you want it to be as far as the house of God. Now, as far as where you pray, reside in God's power and everything, too, that could be wherever you want it to be. It could be on the couch front of the TV with everything else off or in bed after you just woke up in silence and all that, too. You get what I'm saying, but this is literally... You're not going to get it if you don't live in New York, but it was at a, it was at a catering hall out by LaGuardia airport. I think it was Bruno's actually right on the Boulevard, which is no longer there as far as I heard, it's now getting, or it's still there physically, the structure, but it's for sale, for lease, whatever, under new ownership eventually, whoever takes that spot up, but. It was a catering hall. It was a place where people used to have their weddings and stuff. That's a church on a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. So I'm getting off of work after a long-ass day. I have to go get changed and get ready, meet this bitch. We're there. We walk in. I knew already this ain't a good sign. Fuck. But whatever. Let's see if I can get in those pants. And I kind of knew already before I sat my ass down, like, wait a second. If she's already talking about religion, if she's already bringing me to church on a third date, and it's one of these kind of churches where there's nothing but these top folks where they're dressed down, not in their church best, obviously, because it's Tuesday night, but, you know, rows of seats. Um, I could barely hear who was giving the sermon or the mass, whatever you call it. It's been a while since I've been in church, so I still don't know how to call these things properly. All the elemental factors to add up to the fact that what a waste of time. I should have jumped ship, but I stayed committed and I went in thinking, hey, the end goal might be some good pussy out of this bitch. Fuck it. But as time progresses, I choose to sit in the back because I don't want to get called up to the front and be like, oh, a new face, a new soul to save, etc., etc. And I already sound like I got the devil in me, so then they're going to be, like, working overtime trying to, like, choke me out and slap me up and, and wrap the, the I guess, the velvety robe over my head and my throat, and then they just might suffocate me when I'm laying dead dead. They think they just got the devil out of me, but it was too late already. It was too deeply possessed or whatever. But and speaking of, they start breaking into uh, whatever songs they start doing, and start dancing and throwing chairs and everything, too. Or at least somebody had gotten up too fast and the chair fell behind him, hit somebody else on the head. And then he's like slapping him in the back, like, hey, stupid, watch out. When it was like, I'm sorry, Jesus took over. Jesus took the wheel and he kind of straight off course. Too quick. I'm sorry. That's going on. Next thing I know, they're all singing and they're all dancing in the little groups up front, uh, in front of like the, the band and the choir and all that. And she makes a beeline for the front. Just leaves me all alone in the back. So when, obviously, everybody's so involved, I just sit down and I just, like, look on. Because I'm not going to, like, be caught out here looking like a sucker. They're doing their thing. She's doing hers or whatever. So I'm just keeping my eye on her because she's got, again, some big tits. So I'm just, again, keeping my eyes glued on her. Watching the bounce and everything, too. But then I look away Briefly. Uh oh yeah, I checked my phone. That's what it was. I checked my phone. I just looked down, you know, whatever. Um I forgot who texted me, but I was actually like writing them back. I was involved in a little conversation too and all that too. So when I look back up and I don't immediately see her, I just think, oh, she's probably like on the other side with like the other group doing their thing and jumping and jiving and whatever they're doing there. And I look. I'm kind of scanning the area, the perimeter, whatever. And it's like, where did she go? I don't see her no more. I, I know those tits from anywhere by now. And I keep looking. And I'm looking behind me. Maybe she went to the bathroom. I kind of give it a little time to pass, whatever. So it's like, uh, she didn't dip, did she? I didn't do nothing. I wasn't boring, I think. And I keep looking for her. But then I look back down the phone, uh, doing my thing, whatever. I give it a couple minutes. She'll probably come back from wherever she went. I look up again. Still not there. Everybody's still, you know, jumping around like House of Pain and doing their thing in the middle of whatever church zone they're doing. And, you know, uh, Jesus' spirit took over everybody's ass in there. They was so involved in, like, basically mosh pit on a Tuesday night, which is so odd. And it's not a small group of people. It's it's a lot of them involved. But again, this is in this, pseudo, this faux pas church of whatever group of people got together with, like, some guy leading them all in the Jesus juice and whatnot and drinking the Kool-Aid. But I can't find this bitch. So then I start to walk. I don't want to walk directly in the middle towards the front because then they're going to think I'm wanna, I want to get in on whatever they're doing, the festivities. So... I go to the far right, I walk a little bit to the front to be like, where is she? And I look, and I keep looking. She's not that tall either, so I kind of give her credit, like, oh, you know, I'm not going to immediately see her. She's not going to immediately stick out. But when I look, finally, tell me why this bitch, biggest red flag of them all, could have saved me five and a half years of agony and stress and just toxicity of a relationship. This bitch is sprawled out on the floor, passed out, titties up (laughs) with a robe. And whoever did it was a man. Whoever covered her ass up was a man because he only put the robe up until where the titties start. Everything else, titties down is like covered up in this red mantle robe, whatever they call it. She's passed out on the fucking floor with her hands up. But, But hands up as in like she's flying like Superman. On her back, titties up. Hands is up, but she's, like, straight passed out, though. She's, like, stiff as a corpse and all that. And, and I knew from there, I, I'm not stupid, but I was, like, for the sake of pussy, this must be some good pussy, I kept thinking. When I met her, first couple times we went out, and, and just off the tits alone, I was sold. And the pretty face and the eyes to go with it, too. But she's passed the fuck out. Third date. In the fake church. Amongst. Already a group of loudmouths that got nothing better to do on a Tuesday night but be there for like two, three hours and, and jump around and throw chairs and hit each other because one of them hit the other one by mistake. But in the good graces of God and Jesus, all is forgiven. And I knew right there I should get away from her. I, I, I gotta run away. I, I gotta leave. This is no good for me. I, I can't commit to this. But I stuck with it for the sake of pussy. I knew from right there I shouldn't have. It had been a while since I've been with anybody by my choosing, of course. But I said, fuck it. All right. Whenever. We, we can look over this shit, whatever. Uh, like two hours later after that happened, we left. You know, I dropped her off at her place. I walked to her place. She didn't live too far from there. So I didn't either. So thank God. Short walk. Uh, she was like oh did you feel the power were you compelled were you wrapped up in the spirit of the essence of whatever was going on too was like oh yeah sure pal I was all involved all the feels and god I feel good whatever she was like oh thank you for coming it, it means a lot it, it solidifies you know a, another step in our relationship and that's another flag cause she was like in our third date like our relationship like um I I don't know what you're talking about right now, but I keep looking down at the titties. I'm like, damn, I really want to play with those. I really want to do things with those things and all that. I want to slap those shits up. I want to beat on those things like some bongos and everything. I'm thinking all the things, all the kinds of fun and silliness I could have with those. And I was like, sure, relationship. Okay, great. Where the fuck are we going that ain't church on the fourth date? And please don't let it be during the week. Let's leave it for the weekend and definitely not for Sunday Mass, though. And like I said, five and a half years later, I regret not paying attention or giving homage or giving praise to who is God and the universe. Give me the clear fucking red flags, blaring sirens, warnings of all sorts that night alone to stay away from this bitch. Now, with that being said, I'm not putting down anybody at all that does go to those type of churches or partakes in those kind of religions at all. Not at all. That's not the intent of which I share that story or the horrors in this case of Halloween past. Because I think it might have been October, actually, like when we went, it was Kind of like the weather is now. Brisk, cold, kind of chilly out there. But this bitch was too involved. This bitch was, I didn't know, homeless when I was going out with her at that point. I didn't find out till afterwards. And just going through situations and scenarios that I don't think any adult should be proud of. But I didn't know. She didn't tell me till much later. And she lied about things. And she she wasn't getting her life straightened out and she wasn't caught up in some trouble. I had to help her out. And I tried to leave her too more than a couple of times. She forced me to stay at her side. And long story short, it wasn't a good relationship at all. I regret it. But you know what? I look at it now like a lesson learned. It's okay. Now I'm a lot better, a lot more secure and stronger in who I am. I guess thanks to that relationship. But it took that whole length of time of my life wasted to actually learn, hey, um, when you get a gut feeling, when you get a whole nights full of warnings and red flags thrown your way, pay heed and run the fuck away. And stay away from Spanish bitches because they're crazy. But we knew that already. That's kind of written up in Wikipedia somewhere. But not all of them are crazy. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's messed up in all sorts of Races and backgrounds and all that stuff, too. But I'm telling you right now, the whore is a pussy. Oh, and on top of that, look, I know I kept emphasizing the titties. The titties were worth it to a certain point because when I finally got in those pants and now good thing is she wasn't a virgin. I knew that already from how gapingly open the pussy was and The way she was throwing it back at me when we really got down and dirty and committed to the dirty deeds and everything, too. And she was up front. She was like, I'm not a virgin. I mean, I just uh, converted later on in life after, like, not living the best kind of life I should have. Which, again, red flag. Maybe I should have been more protective of my body. But whatever. Thank God I came out clean as a whistle. No problems there. So when I finally did, it was good. It was enjoyable. It was, you know, uh passionate, I guess. But you know, the titties were so big and she wasn't fat. She was uh Nah, she wasn't fat. She wasn't thick. She wasn't like an IG model, just straight store bought tits and ass or whatever, but the tits were big. She was like five four, five three, I'd say, with like 34 D's on her frame and her height. They're humongous. So one time we were getting too into it and all right, maybe this is too vivid of a description, but I like cowgirl style. I like them on top of me, you know, titties in my face and all that. I guess at one point we got too into it or we were just getting too involved and maybe I haven't had some in like what a couple of days or something like that. So I was really getting into it. I was really like, Digging right into her, you know, hip to hip, you know, nuts slapping on her ass. And, you know, you're really involved if your nuts are slapping her ass from the bottom up and all that, too. So a lot of thrust and a lot of pushing. I, I don't know what happened still, but I think maybe her arm slipped or whatever when she was on top. And then the titties are in my face. I used to love that when she used to just unhook a bra and the titties just like blup on my face. So I just be like drowning in tit. But this time, I think her arm slipped or something like that happened of some sorts. I don't remember. No no lube was involved. We didn't need that. We were all natural. But her tit had, like, hit my eye at a certain angle uh, with some sort of velocity, with some force behind it, just enough to, like, it really hurt when she hit. It's like, ow! So we kept going, whatever. It was like, but I kept. Like, one hand over my eye. Like, my eye kept closed whatever the whole time. Next thing I know, I wake up the next morning. And it's like a little, like, brown, a little blue on the eyelid. And I look and I touch. It's like, it hurts. I don't remember being stung by a bee or nothing of that sorts. But I do remember vividly the tit just swat me right in the eye. And it hurt. I was surprised because it was like, it wasn't even like she, like, um twisted her torso. And, like, just full-fledged just try to, like, slap me silly with titty. No, it was just, like, her arm gave way Uh oh, you know what? I think it might have been because the titty meat pressed right into my eye. And as it came down, one just, like, kind of plopped on my face. And the other just kind of, like, came in off an angle. And in a certain direction of which the velocity came towards my eye. It just sort of... uh. Like like a little jabbing, Like if somebody slaps you in the face and ju- like the very edge of the finger hits you in the eyelid. Again, next thing I know, I'm walking around with like a bruised eyelid. The eyeball didn't hurt, but it was just the eyelid was like a little lifted. My mom had to ask me like, oh, what happened? Did you get into a fight? It's like, oh, no, no. Just, you know, I rubbed my eye too hard. Or is she hitting? <laughs> my mom was like, is she hitting you? I was like, no, come on. She can't even reach that high. Come on. I'm not going to let her do that. Like, you need to tell me she's hitting you because it, that means you're in a toxic relationship. And then your dad used to beat me, and then everything, too. I was like, bitch, relax. It's, it's not even that. It's just, you know, stuff happens. I just rub my eye too hard. That's all. I swear, Mom. This is uncomfortable. And she's all I knew she was wrong. He was like, Mom, just relax. It's not that serious. It's okay. We're alive and well and kicking, so we're good. Just like I hope you're alive. To have made it to the end of this episode which is right now the horrors the terrors of halloween halloween havoc number two in the books right now again halloween havoc with a k at the end brought to you by something spectacular and most importantly hosted by who this that's me the acronym that stands for w who h is hearing out that D-A-T, D like David, dog at the beginning because it's urbanized, because it's minoritized. That intelligence speak, speaking. That's right. Something spectacular. Catch me on all the socials. At who this on Twitter. At who this is on IG. At who this is one on YouTube. Catch the podcast on all the streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast at. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, they're everywhere. It's everywhere. It's starting to spread. Real rapid like a disease. So go and get it wherever you can because the Halloween havoc, the terror of it all, your fears don't stop. You only grow, and as you grow in age, you only grow to tolerate and hopefully tame what you're more scared of. But guess what? I got more coming your way. The things we do for pussy was just today. Next time, next episode is something you might be able to relate with more directly because today might have been gender biased. All right, I can't tell you about the ghost of dick Pass because I've only dealt with mine. And mine is more than big and scary enough to have to go into more detail about, believe me. Believe me, it's odd that as light-skinned as I am, mine doesn't part- particularly match my skin tone Which is weird which means I either have poor hygiene or I got a lot of explaining to do and maybe explains why I'm part Brazilian after all ah Genetical pool tampering is more than scary enough 23 and me no, thanks. I'll pass maybe in the next life Maybe my kids will do it for me so that that way I'll find out through them and I won't have to find out directly myself something spectacular Ooh this. Oh my god. Tune into the next episode. Cause you might be scared out of your fucking mind with what I come up with next. And how much it might relate to everybody. <sighs>